0: We pray that as you listen to this message, you will be challenged and encouraged through God's Word. Here at Heartsease Family Life Church, it has always been our desire to see people's lives totally impacted and changed. His Word promises to accomplish that. For more information in regards to our church, you can call us at 225-274-1607 or visit us on the web at www.hflc.us. We look forward to hearing from you. Be blessed now as you listen to God's Word.
1: We serve an incredible, awesome God, and God is good. I'm so excited. Let's get into our series again today. We're talking about It's All About Moi. It's all about me. And we're not talking, thank God, about Pastor P. It's not about me in that regard. It's about every one of us. Come on, say that with me. It's all about me. It's all about me. Come on, say it with passion today. It's all about me. We're going to talk this morning, though, about it's all about me, the warrior. We're going to talk about worry today. This is a good one. And unfortunately, it's one that we all struggle much with. And I pray today that every one of you have worn your steel toe-capped boots today because we've been stepping on some toes and we're coming after a whole lot more today. We're coming after you. Is that okay? I believe God's Word should come after us and get us right where we're at. And can I say this? I made a mistake last week and I know you're all shocked. What? Pastor Phillips said something wrong? He sure did. And it was a major blunder. Almost as bad, Bill, as the one I made before. But we'll leave it at that. But listen, I made a major blunder. I said when talking about insecurities last week, I said that insecurities want to bring our demise. That meant death. And that was true. But then I followed it up with a statement that said, and God wants to use those demises to destroy us. Sorry, not God. Satan. So I just wanted to clarify that. That was a major mistake. How many would say, shame on you, Pastor P? That was a big one. But you know what? Shame on you because no one caught it. So obviously you will not listen. You call it? Mr. Tim, did. Mr. Huss called me up and said, Pastor Philip, we need to talk. Uh, In fact, no, he didn't call me up. I lie. He came in the office and says, listen, I want to talk to you about something. He said, get your notes out. We're going back to your message last week. And he said, I even took the CD home and listened to it again because I was writing down. So I apologize. I apologize. I'm human like every one of you. God's still working on me and he's got a lot of work to do. And everyone said, thank you. I appreciate that, Miss Becky. I appreciate that. But you know what? We're coming after you this month through the Word of God. And we believe, and I believe, it's a good thing for us to be challenged in our lives. I believe it's a great thing for us to be challenged. Why? Because when we're challenged, it makes us excel. It makes us grow. It makes us develop. And especially when it revolves around the issues that each one of us have in our lives. Because if we don't deal with the issues, the issues will deal with us. What do you mean by that? If we don't deal with these issues that are under the surface, that are hidden, insecurities, all these issues that we deal with, if we don't deal with these, they'll start robbing us in our lives and they'll begin to make us believe the lie of Satan. And we want to proclaim in this house that enough is enough. Come on, we want to say no. We want to say no to the issues of Satan, and we want to say no more. We want to say enough is enough because we need to know who we are in God. So a few Wednesday nights ago, we laid the foundation of this series. Last Sunday, we talked about insecurities. Did anyone get anything out of last Sunday's message? Come on. How many have put it to action in their lives this week and caught yourself and said, hold on a second, insecurity, you're not going to start talking and depicting my future. Anyone? Anyone done that? We've got to start seeing these things. And it helps so many times just to be aware of these things and stop them because we've lived with those things. We talked about insecurity being those things that rob you from knowing who you are in Christ. Therefore, in doing so, they steal your identity and your worth and purpose. Wednesday night, we talked about having your security and your identity in Christ. If you didn't get that CD, you need to order it. It was an incredible message that we had Wednesday, looking at the security that we have in Christ, the identity that we find in Christ. And now today we're going to deal with worry. It was really interesting on Wednesday night at the end of the message or the end of the teaching. I said, on Sunday we're going to talk about worry. There was such a, oh, a, such a stir in the crowd. Someone even emailed me and said they wanted to reserve front row seats for that series. They said that their spouse had said to him, you need to be on the front row for this. But you know, I think every one of us needs to be on the front row today in regards to worry. Because every one of us deals with it in our lives. And it's an issue that once again, like insecurities, that wants to bring about Demise. I want you to turn, if you would, today to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read quite a few pas- of scriptures there or verses there in Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 25. And please, take notes in church. Take notes in church. Get a note journal, a book just for church. Start taking notes in church. Bring your Bible to church. It's really important. Matthew 6 verse 25 says these words. Therefore, I say unto you, do not worry about your life. New Living Translation says, So I tell you, don't worry about your everyday life. You know what? Really, after just reading those few words right there, we could just give an altar call and just all go home. Because God says to us very plain and very clearly, do not worry. How many knows that when God speaks, He speaks in commandments, not suggestions? And the reason He speaks in commandments, it's not because He's just this ogre and He wants to control and manipulate and just steal all joy of our lives. The reason He speaks in commandments is because He knows what's best for our lives. He knows the best pathway and the best plan for our life. It's not that He wants to be a killjoy and ruin our lives. He wants our lives to be blessed. God says, do not Worry, And that really, really, that should be enough for us to stop worrying. Come on, I said really, that should be enough for every one of us to stop worrying. That when worry comes, we say, hold on, not going to worry. Because God says, I'm not going to worry. Or God says not to worry. But unfortunately, we still do, don't we? So babe, perhaps we better read on a little bit further today. He says, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink nor about your body. What you will put on is not more life than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor do they gather in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Verse 30. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today, and tomorrow is thrown out into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Verse 31. Therefore... Do not worry. God's saying, hey, if you didn't get it the first time, let me give it to you again. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things, but seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. We just read the all things. We just read about the all things minus the worry that God says will be added unto you. Come on, for people to turn around and say, well, that's not going to happen in my life, you're calling God a liar because he says it can happen to you. It can happen to every one of us. And all these things will be added to you. Verse 34. Therefore, if you didn't get it the first time, if you didn't get it the second time, God says, for goodness sake, would you get it the third time? Therefore, do not worry. About tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. Do not worry. We have really read an incredible passage right there. It's literally a beautiful picture of how God desires to take care of our complete lives. Every aspect of our lives we have just read, God says, I can provide, I have already provided for, that I am able to meet your every need. It's just so sad that that beautiful image, that beautiful picture of what God intends our lives to be, is so marred by worry. That amongst it all, there's worry. I wanted to give you a definition today of worry. Here it is. One sentence, definition of worry. Are you ready? Worry is the sin. Worry is a sin. Did you know that? Come on, I said worry is a sin. To worry is a sin. Come on, I've got to say that one more time because I don't think you're hearing me. I said worry is a sin. So worry is the sin of distrusting the promises and the power of God. Literally, in other words, worry is doubting His ability. Worry is doubting the ability of God upon your life. But pastor... That's easy for you to say, because pastor, you just don't know my situation. Pastor, you just have no idea what's going on in my life. And if you did, pastor, you would sit down and worry with me. We don't literally say that you would sit down and worry with me. But that's literally what we're saying when we begin to say you don't understand. And if you did, what are they saying? And if you did, you would be worried too. That's what they're saying. If you did, you would understand where I'm coming from. But you see, what I've learned is this. Our focus is all wrong. We're looking at the wrong thing. You see, we can either look at the circumstances, and let's be honest today, the circumstances are real. Come on, the circumstances, we're not denying the facts. We're not saying, oh, uh, you know, we're not denying, well, I'm not sick. Hey, if the doctors have said you're sick, you're sick. Okay, so the circumstances, real, they're real, they're fact. But do we keep looking there as worry would have us or do we look to god do we say i understand the circumstances are real but my god but my god is able i can trust him you see it's not about knowing our situations and problems because we know those too well Come on, we spend so much time knowing our situations and problems. But instead of knowing those, perhaps we need to start knowing God. Perhaps we need to start having a relationship with God. That trust would rise inside of us. That we would look at those circumstances and instead of reminding God how big our circumstances is, we would start reminding our circumstances just how big our God is is worry, worry, worry. I think a lot of things that we worry about would be solved if we just knew God a little bit better. What do you mean by that, Pastor Philip? I'm glad you asked, because I'm going to tell you. I think if we knew God a little bit more and we knew what God requires of our lives and what God wants us to be, there's a lot of things that we would do in our lives. There was a lot of places that we perhaps go in our lives that we wouldn't go. There's a lot of thoughts that we perhaps think that we would shut down and say, no, that thought, I'm bringing that into captivity, unto the obedience. of. There's a lot of thoughts. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of actions. There's a lot of things that we would do that are wrong in our lives that we would stop doing if we really knew God more. Because that song, what is it? To know, know, know him is to love, love, love him. Now that wasn't written of God, but yet it's so true. When you love someone, your desire is not to hurt them. But your desire is to bring them great joy and blessing through the actions, the words, the conduct of your life. Because of focusing so much on the circumstances, we fail to really focus at the heart of the matter and that's knowing god and our relationship with him i'm going to make a statement today that some of you may disagree with but i want you to think about it today much of what we worry about is our own sin Much of what you worry about today is your own sin. Why? It's the result of the actions and the choices and the decisions of our life that are not the pathway that God intends for us to go along. It's amazing too, you know, that most of the things that we do worry about, Becky, they're within our power to change. Let me say that one more time. You're really quiet today. A lot of the things you're listening good. You're making me worry. (laughs) Many of the things that we worry about are within our power to change. Some are not. But many are. But you see, just because it's within our control to make the change, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't still stop trusting God and praying about them. Because we need God's wisdom and we need God's guidance in every aspect of our lives. Because the fact that we're in the wrong place is because we've gone our own way. But you and I also need to realize that God has given us the responsibility to do something about it. You and I can pray all we want. But what about your involvement? What about your action? Come on, I'm preaching to you today. I'm teaching you some truths that we need to get into our spirits, that we need to allow to rule in our lives. Why? Because Satan has been a scarecrow for long enough. He has robbed us through worry. And many of the things are our responsibility to change. God's given us the ability to change it, but he is waiting for you and I to make the changes. You know, have you ever worried about money? Has anyone ever worried about money? Come on, come on, let's be honest in the house. Who's worried about money? We've all had many worries about money. But you know what? Sometimes the worries we have about money are because of our own stupidity. We worry about not being able to pay our bills, but yet we don't have a job. Come on, I understand the economy's tight. I understand this. And I'm not trying to be unkind today. I'm not trying to be unsympathetic because those of you who know me, you know I've got a massive heart. My heart is my greatest strength and sometimes perhaps my greatest weakness. And that perhaps so many times I am maybe overgiving if that is such a thing. But the reality is, we worry about not having enough money to pay the bills, but yet we don't curb our spending. Come on, we charge it. You know, uh, what's his name? Dave Ramsey says, we all need plastic surgery. Take the scissors out and cut up your credit cards. We all need to do some plastic surgery. But you see, here's the deal. We worry about not having enough money, but yet we spend and live beyond our means. Come on, a lot of the things that we worry about are within our power. And we pray and we pray and we pray and we wonder why sometimes the heavens feel like brass and God's knocking and saying, hello, hello. Remember, was it um, Back to the Future when he used to knock on his head? Hello, McFly, hello. It's like God's knocking on your head, going, hello? How can I bless something that's completely out of control of your doing? We worry about our health. We worry about our weight. We worry about these things. And again, not trying to be unkind, but take the necessary steps that you can to help that. Watch what you eat. Exercise. Go to regular checkups at the doctor. Do what you need to do instead of sitting at home and going, oh, I'm just really concerned. What if my heart's bad? Like, well, go and get checked. Do the necessary things. Come on, I'm preaching at you today. We worry, worry, worry about things we have no business to worry about. But it's easier to worry than take responsibility for our own actions. But you know one thing I've learned is we don't only inflict worry about us or upon us. Other people around us get worried for us. So our sin and our lack of responsibility not only affects us, it affects other people and other people and other people. We can be the scarecrow in someone else's field. That's not even in my notes. That's bonus. But baby scarecrows grow too. Becky said, we're baby scarecrows, but you know what? Something that's a baby will grow. Puppies are cute, but they grow. Babies are cute. Then they go to college and high school. And then you're like, why God? No, they're the greatest joys. We worry, we worry. Let me give you another worry that's within our power to change. So we've talked about money, we've talked about our health, we've talked about our weight, different issues that we face. It's another worry that people do. They worry about being found out. They worry about the fact that they know they're doing the wrong things and they worry that people are going to find out. This is perhaps one of the simplest things that you can deal with immediately in your life. And that is this, come clean. Oh, I could never do that. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Coming clean is a lot better than years of sleepless nights. And we're going to see what worry will do to you physically in your body. But you know what? Come clean. Quit doing what you're doing. If you're worried about people finding out that you're doing the wrong stuff, just stop doing the wrong stuff. You may say, well, Pastor Philip, that's easier said than done. God says he is able to do exceedingly abundantly great things in your life according to the power. Let the power of God rule and reign in your life. So no longer will those things that used to have power over your lives be able to rule and reign. Let God have control of your life. Refuse those things to control your life any longer. So definitely many things we worry about, you and I are the reason why. Come on, lift your hand up and say, sorry, God. Come on, I'm to blame. Come on, say that. I'm to blame, God. I I realize I'm worrying about things that you've given me the ability. Come on, let's just pray together. Lord, give us the strength and the ability to change those things. Thanks, God. Now I'm going to do it. Amen. He's given it to you. Come on, he's given you the ability. He's given you the strength. Now you need to just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Those things, it's amazing how much worry we can change immediately. It's amazing how many things, Miss Emma, we can change just like that. We can change them even right here, just right now. We can change them and say, you know what? Things are going to be different when I step out from here and God's going to give me the strength to be different. Why? Because they are within our control to do so. Say with me these words, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, but of love and of a sound mind. You just quoted scripture over your life. You've just quoted the word of God over your life. That's 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. No fear. God didn't give us that. You know, worry is almost like fear packaged in a different way. God has not given me a spirit of worry. Come on. God has not given me a spirit of worry upon my life. But what he has given me, he's given me power to overcome. Come on. He's given me love that will conquer all things, forgiveness and grace. And he has given me a controlled mind, safe thinking, a sound mind. That's what that word means, sound mind. Safe thinking, single thinking, controlled thinking. Worry is not that. God says, I've given you the ability to have a worry thinking mind. Worry is not a sound mind. And and through worry, you know what I'm telling God? I'm telling God that I don't trust him. God, I don't trust you. We need to realize that today. Look at 1 Peter 5, verse 7. 1 Peter 5, verse 7 says, casting all your care. Upon him, We've misquoted that scripture for so many years, casting all your cares. But God says, hey, it's just one thing. And you know what the one thing is? Anything that's not of me can be thrown into that worry, insecurities, fears, sin, everything. That's a care that God says is something that you can cast upon me. If God is asking me to give it to him, it's not because he wants it. It's because he knows I don't need it. God is wanting me to give Him those things, not so He can say, oh, I've got the best now, ha, 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 ha. God has wanted to take those things or for me to give those because He knows I'm playing with cyanide. I may have some sugar coating around the edge, but there's cyanide in the middle that's going to kill me if I don't spit it out, if I don't give it to God. But why? Why? Why does He want... Those things. Read on. Because he cares. He cares for me. God cares about you today. He cares about your future. He cares about your tomorrow. He cares about you and your job. Kevin, he cares about you with what you're going through with your family. God cares about God cares, he cares, he cares. It's amazing though, isn't it? That's not what the enemy tells us. The enemy begins to tell us and make us think that God doesn't really care for you. God God doesn't care about you. You're just a problem to God. God would be a whole lot better off without you. That's what the enemy wants you to begin to believe. But that's a lie. That's a complete absolute lie. That is absolutely not true. So therefore, if he doesn't get you with that lie, Satan comes back with another. You know, we discredit and we put Satan down so much in church and we should and rightly so. But you know what? You've got to give him some credit for the fact and that is this. He's persistent. When you say no, he doesn't say, oh, okay, we'll leave you alone and we'll go. No to him is, come on, I'm going to come back harder. I'm going to come back in a greater way. No is not. That's a challenge to Satan. So we've got to give him that. So when you don't believe the fact that God doesn't care about you, he goes to the next step. And you know what he says? Well, God's not able to handle your problems. Because you know that problem, that's too big for God. God. Or he'll say, you know that problem, that's too small and so unimportant. I mean, come on, God's got the whole world to run. You think he's worried about that small thing? He doesn't have time for you. Lie, 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 absolutely not the truth. The Bible says, casting all your care, all Your care, everything that you have. Why? Because he can and he will. And if he can and he will, he will. He cares for you. I love that word care there. Say with me care. Casting all your care. That word literally means a divided mind. It's actually two words in the original language. One is... To divide. And the second is the mind. So Satan wants to divide the mind, casting all our care, giving to God all those things that will divide our minds. Worry, fear, anxiety, all these things. So, therefore, it denotes distractions, anxieties, and burdens and worries. It, it denounces or denotes really the battlefield that goes on in our mind. But look what it goes on to say. Here's the Greek word that is merimena, or however you want to say it. But it paints an image of being anxious beforehand about daily life. It sounds a lot like worry to me. Being anxious beforehand, even before something's happened, I'm anxious. About it. But look, it goes on. And it says, Such worry or anxious concern is unnecessary because the Father's love, because God has provided for both our daily and our spiritual needs. That word care means give me every problem because I'm every solution. That's what God's saying to us. Give me every problem because I'm every solution. Give me those things you worry about, and I can turn them around to be a thing of beauty in your life. In other words, you and I choose to worry about stuff that God has already made provision for. He's taken care of it. He's taken care of it. I used to have something on my mirror at my old house, and it says, Hi, I'm God. I'll take care of all your problems today. I like that. Hi, I'm God. I'll take care of all your problems today. You see, God is able to take care of all my problems. But yet I choose to worry. I choose to hold on to them instead of casting those, giving them to a God who cares about my life. We've got to take care of worry. You know why? Because it's hurting us physically. Worry will hurt you physically. Physically. It affects your health. It affects your body. It's stress. Have you ever seen someone who's stressed? Perhaps you're stressed today. No, I'm not stressed. I think you are, brother. What, me? No, I'm not stressed. They will never find, I believe, the effects that stress will inflict physically. Physically upon a human body. I know someone, I was just talking to him the other day. He went to the doctor a few months back, maybe a a year or so back. And the doctor diagnosed him with diabetes and the doctor looked at him and said, you are not a candidate whatsoever for diabetes. He says, have you gone through something in your life recently that has been stressful and all this? The guy's wife had walked out on him. He'd lost his job. Things had happened. I mean, it was horrific what had taken place. And he looked at the doctor and said, yes. The doctor said, what you have is a result of stress on your life. You may say, it never happens to me. I'm not stressed. I'm just worrying about a few things. Listen, worry will produce stress and stress will produce disrest in your body. And disrest will produce distress. And your body will begin to fall apart. Not that you're going to lose an arm or something like that. Sometimes it would be better if you did lose an arm. But what takes place is it affects because you can live without an arm, but you can't live without a heart. It hurts us physically. You know what else worry does? It affects and hurts our relationships. Not only with others, but most importantly, it affects our relationship with God. Because we then begin to doubt God and don't trust Him. People don't like to be around someone who's a negative person. People don't want to be around someone who's a worrier. That's why it affects your relationships. In fact, worry was the reason they invented caller ID. Because when the worrier calls, you see it before they call and you can go, not today. Maybe if you've called a lot of people lately and they just haven't happened to be there. Maybe lately, if you've got a lot of caller or voicemail, maybe you need to start realizing, maybe everyone's trying to avoid me. As hard as that may be, we need to perhaps begin to realize why. Because worry, these issues will affect our relationships. But it doesn't stop physically and it doesn't stop with relationships. It stops as it hurts our faith. And our ability to fully trust God. These are the facts. But the truth today is, God's able. Have you ever heard the story about the warrior? Doug, have you ever heard the story about the warrior? There was this lady, just so happened to be a lady, guys. (laughs) Just for the sake of the story, ladies, don't shoot me down. But there was this lady, she was an absolute warrior. Everything she does, worried, 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 worried. I don't know what I'm going to wear. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to go. I don't know. What if? What if this? What if this? She was just an absolute worrier, 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 worrier. She was a person who worried actually all the time. Finally, someone said to her, after they couldn't take no more, why not come over my house tomorrow? And we'll just sit down and worry together for a whole hour. Without thinking, the lady proclaimed, the worrier proclaimed, well, that's the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. (laughs) Sitting around for an hour just worrying will never do anyone any good. But then there was silence. Silence. As the warrior stopped in their tracks. And the lights began to blink on and off. And all of a sudden the warrior realized. Through the words of her own mouth, The amount of precious time. And the energies that she was wasting doing something that obviously did not work. How much are we doing? How much work are we involving ourselves in that doesn't work? Oh, it works, but never to help you, only to make things worse. I'm going to try and bring this to a close this morning. Turn to Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says these words. Incredible scripture. It says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't worry about anything. We're speaking God's word and the Bible says God's word shall not return void. That's why I want you to speak these truths today because you need to get these into your spirit. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your worries, your concerns, every request that you have in your life, let it be known to God and the peace of God. Just do this with me today. (sighs) You just let out a sigh of relief. Why? Because no matter the worry... God says there's a peace that can come over your life. And the peace of God which surpasseth all understanding. Meaning that which goes beyond anything and everything that you cannot work out, that you cannot figure, that you cannot see, that you cannot perhaps comprehend, that you worry about, or let's throw it this way, that you sin about. That the peace of God can go beyond all of those things and will guard your heart and your mind. Through Christ Jesus. One who entrusts his or her care to Christ instead of fretting over them will experience the peace of God to guard him or her from nagging anxieties. I love that. Now that's what he's talking about. That's the picture that he tried to paint for us in Matthew 6 where we started. A beautiful picture of every need being met and everything taken care of by God. By God. In other words, the Bible is telling us, pray for everything, worry about nothing. Take it to God in prayer. Don't worry. Take it to God. Give it to God. Cast it upon God. After you've done your part. Realize, whenever you're, whatever's on your mind, listen to this, whatever's on your mind is also on God's heart. Take it to him, give it to him, leave it with him. You need to read passages like Psalms 121. I lift up my eyes towards my help. Where does my help come? He's the one. He doesn't cause me to stumble. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. The sun shall not do this. And, and all these, because he'll bless me. He'll provide for me. I'll lift up my eyes. I'll place my focus not on concern and worry, but on him. But yet that's not how we live. Let me give you one last story as I close. Last time I was just bringing it to a close. This time I am closing. And extreme skiing is a wild sport. I don't know if you've ever seen extreme skiing when they go up and they allow like they drop themselves out of helicopters and they go down paths and and mountains and stuff that no one has ever even gone on before. It's extreme skiing. It's a wild sport. The participants are talented half-crazy athletes known for flying down mountains at kamikaze speeds. With every outing, they risk becoming the new agony of defeat. The guy crashing head over heels, limbs being bent every every which way like a sadistic child's Gumby doll. Kim Routchams is one of the best and has miraculously escaped serious harm. Someone once asked her once, Kim, how do you keep from crashing? Here was her answer. I look at the spaces between the trees. Brilliant. Instead of looking at what she didn't want to hit, she aimed her eyes where she wanted to go. Away from danger, towards safety. And success. Did you catch that this morning? She said instead of focusing on the obstacles, which is what worry will do. She said instead of focusing on what she didn't want to hit. She aimed her eyes where she wanted to go. And that was away from danger towards safety and success. Come on today, instead of focusing in on worry. The trees, the obstacles, those things that are designed to take us out. Focus on the promises of God for your life. Focus on the spaces between the trees. Just like with insecurities, worry will forever try to rear its ugly head. It's a battle that you're perhaps going to have to face every day of your life. But no matter what, we've got to choose to trust In God's. We've got to take it to him in prayer. We've got to leave it there. Those obstacles are for our demise. That Satan wants to use to take us out. But God says, I can steer a pathway between those trees of life. A worry-free life. As you take it to me in prayer. And as you trust me. Why? Because beforehand, I've already made the provision. He has everything provided to meet your daily need. One last question as I close. What would happen if you and I took the time that we used to use worrying and instead used it to praise God, to worship God, to pray to God, to read his Word? I wonder how our lives would be. I wonder what the outcome of our lives would be. I think it would be a whole lot of a closer picture to Matthew 6. That we could say, God, I trust in you. Would you stand to your feet this morning?
0: put God first in your life and everything you do will prosper. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless.